Sports and Basketball Analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman Podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. All right, guys. It's time to get to it. Big week in the NBA. We're going to talk draft. We're going to talk the Beal deal. And also, Larry Brown still coaching at 82 years old. All that coming up on the show with Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Gary Tangley, along for the ride. And we are brought to you by FanDuel. Baseball season is at full swing, and there's no better place to get on on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Okay, uh, at the time of the recording of this, uh, breaking news, as they love to say. Bradley Beal is leaving the Wizards, been sent to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Chris Paul, Landry, Shamet, second-round picks, um, pick swaps, uh, according to Woj and, and Sham. So this is a done deal. Jeff, let's start with you. Uh, did you think that – does this surprise you at all? I mean, it's like they got a ham sandwich for Bradley Beal. You know, I mean, what did they get? Uh, you got Chris Paul and his contract that they're going to flip. The Wizards have no use for for Chris Paul, and, and he's got two years left at a ton of money. Uh, I just, again, I thought you got a nickel on the dollar for Bradley Beal. I know he's got that no-trade clause. I know that that's something that a lot of teams wanted to stay away from. But still, to get this little uh, for Bradley Beal was absolutely baffling. And, and honestly, I'm disappointed that the Celtics didn't make a legitimate play because they could have given more. Now, again, more is relative because Michael Winger didn't want three years left on a, on a Marcus Smart deal for $60 million, right? He's going to be able to flip Chris Paul here. But I still think maybe he could have flipped Marcus Smart's contract. So I, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know what, what went on behind the scenes with these talks. I just feel like, again, um, the Suns, man, KD, Booker, Beal, uh, they're probably going to have to move Aiton, I think, but who knows? That That's a hell of a trio offensively. I'll, I'll, I'll go right to that one because I agree. Nothing I can add to the Washington thing. I'm confused. You know, what, what, There's got to be some reason. I think I'm going to give Michael Winger the benefit of the doubt that he's a smart guy, that he had to do this to win this way, and I'll give him that benefit of the doubt. I'll extend that. Uh, Phoenix, uh, that new big three, um, the thing that Oh, that, that I start with this, the, not the key necessarily, but one aspect of this, which is, you know, sobering for the rest of the world. Kevin Durant can play with anybody. Yeah. Kevin Durant is easy to play with. And, and uh, you know, it he, he, he'll just, uh, he'll, he'll, whatever is good for Bradley Beal as, and it won't hurt Kevin Durant. That's what Bradley Beal is going to get. And um, that, that that's a formidable trio. There's no question. Um, so, that it's just you're just talking about the money factor that they they uh, on on Aiton or or any other reason, Jeff. Yeah, the money factor more than anything. I mean, now you get three yeah, high yeah. high priced dudes. Yeah. I don't know how they're right now. They have five guys under contract. I don't know how they're even going to fill out their their roster. Yeah, right now yeah. with with paying Aiton that much money, yeah. and right. they don't love Aiton. You know, again, I don't think they love him. Uh, the question is again, and I do think he's movable. You know, DeAndre Ayton still, you can say what you want about him. He's still one of the better bigs uh, in the NBA. He can rebound. He can run. He can block shots. Yeah, he can finish. He, he's he's good. I mean, listen, he's better than Robert Williams. Now, he's not the shot blocker Robert Williams is, 
Um, but he's a better overall player than 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 a guy like Robert Williams. Well, he's more reliable, obviously. Than, that too. That so too. many people, you know, we we've gone over that one a million times. So the only good of worst thing about Robert Williams is that you don't know if you're going to have him. So right. yeah, um, no, but that's going to be very very interesting. And and I, I think Booker's head's usually in the right place too, don't you think? So yeah, I, I just yeah, I like it. I mean, again. Beal's never played with anybody really good. Now he's playing no, with two. You, you pointed that out last week. That was a very good point. Yeah. So yeah. now it seems to me, Beal's your number three, Gary. He's your number I know, three I know, I know. scoring option. Like, I know. Like, that's incredible now to have him as your third guy. And really, KD's probably become your second guy. And oh, by the way, I'm not sure there's five guys you take over Kevin Durant right now still mm-hmm. if you're drafting a team. So you're, you're telling me, to me, you've got three of the top 25-ish players in the NBA. And if you throw Aiton in there, it's probably four of the top 50 40. players in the NBA. The question is, again, how do you round out your roster and defensively? Um, because now they have time to play together. That was the one thing last year for Phoenix, right? They got KD. He was hurt. They never had a chance to gel. Chris Paul got hurt again, again, again in the playoffs. Um and it'll be interesting to see where Chris Paul lands if it's, you well, know, it sounds like maybe the Clippers. Rumors are Clippers, right? That's what I've, you know, we've yeah. been, all been hearing that. Rumors are Clippers, are, are Redux with the Clippers, yeah. uh, which, you know, that I, if we, we, I think we agreed that, that the, what he, what the world, what he needed and what a team that only needed him to make the final piece of a puzzle thing, you know, and understanding his foibles in terms of the, the health thing at all, which the Clippers right. obviously would. Now you got three of them, though. The Clippers, you got yeah, your right. three best players. You have no idea if any of them are going to play on any given night. So, like, <laughs> why should we take you seriously at all as a contender? I'm not. I'm we not. Shouldn't. Right, I, we that shouldn't. window closed, though. But, right. no, they're, you know, they're, they're, but still, if it's the Clippers, I'm, you know, I, I think we can identify a few teams that would make, you know, better sense in a sense, you know, than that. But would you take Chris Paul? I know we talked about this yeah. last pod. You would take Chris Paul at what price, Bob? Would you take? I know. Chris- See, I my first, I I jumped to a conclusion and and uh, right away, and I said, yeah, I think it would make sense. And then you reminded me that you know, yeah, good luck trying to hope he's going to show up when you need right, him. Right. You know, and and that's true. So the answer is probably not. You know, in theory, if if I thought I was going to get you know the the games in, that I needed out of him, then. Then uh, I'd say yes, he would be he, he would be a, a nice a nice fit, but he, he would you know that's it he would be but it's no we, well, let me, there's no reason for us to think it's going to change. It, it, Jeff brought up the point, and I'll throw this at you, Bob. First, how come the Celtics weren't able to pull this off? My initial reaction is even though Bradley Beal is friends with Jason Tatum, his best chance to win a ring is in Phoenix, right? Well, it depends. It's it one depends of the- if you had to get rid of Jalen Brown or not. If you said Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Bradley Beal, I actually think like your chances are probably because the Celtics will have more around those three than the Suns, and they're younger. Like that's the one thing. KD's hurt a ton. Beal's been hurt the last couple of years. I think he'll be fine. So I, I don't know. I, I, I guess- don't know, I, Jeff. I don't know, and Bob. I don't know if they're the destination we want them to be after the train wreck this last postseason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Time to take a break from the fellas here to tell you about FanDuel. As baseball is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one. 
$1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to join today. Hey, taking a look at Major League Baseball right now. How about the how about the O's? How about Baltimore, the Orioles? Finally, they seem to be in a bit of a roll. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to sign up. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 21 plus and present in mass. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 800-GAM-1234. Again, you know, like I- if I'm sitting there, like I'm, this is honestly what I'm thinking, because Jeff, when you brought it up, I was like, okay, well, let's play this out. If I'm Beal, and Beal's what, 30? How old is Beal? 30. He's turning 30. Okay, he's so he's 30, 30 right? So, okay, so he says, I can go to Boston, but, and he knows Jason Tatum, so they probably talk. So he knows what the deal is there, right? Right. They've had instability with the coach. Now I know they're bringing in Sam Cassell. Jalen Brown went in the tank. Marcus is a pain in the ass. I don't know. Is it going to work? If I go to Phoenix, I'm playing probably with two Hall of Famers, Booker Hall of Famer. I mean, Bob, I'll let you jump in here, Bob. You're playing with two Hall of Famers in Phoenix, and you got a chance to win it next year. Yeah, they're still, you know, depth. It, it's top-heavy team because they, the depth was an issue last year. And But, you and, know, we talked about depth with the Celtics. But then when you get into the playoffs, they had all this depth, and it didn't mean squat. Well, I, I could question the way they were employed myself. Okay. And, All right. And, you know, I think that's a, I think that still think there was a sufficient depth. You didn't need, you don't need 10, 11. You know, my big thing I was during the regular season is, you know, no other team could miss three guys, high starters and have eight guys in double figures because they actually had legitimate NBA players in the end of the bench. And, but doesn't, in the playoffs, it doesn't matter unless you're dealing with injury or severe foul trouble. Anyway, Phoenix, but Phoenix, that is an issue. They're, they're, they have very questionable depth. They had it. And and they got rid of this. Part of that was uh, Landry's Schmidt, and you know. Uh, so anyway, they're going to have to. They got work to do. This remind me of. I'll give you for instance. Um, this was this will this will be I think somewhat analogous to the 0708 Celtics. Once they picked up the big three uh, before they did when they first got them. I now this is I may have been, I believe that they had. I said I wouldn't trade the their remaining eight for. I wouldn't for I for any other. Yeah, you know, no other team in the league would want their remaining eight as opposed to what they got. And then they went out and they got Eddie House, and they got Posey, and eventually got PJ Brown, and they had Brown. and they got they got what they needed. Phoenix, they got to they got to add on. I'm not giving them. I'm not crowning. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. They got to find like more than just you know, like a Blake Griffin who sits on the end of the bench, who's a veteran who wants no, to they need, a, they need a Bruce Brown. Who's the next Bruce Brown? Who's the right. next Brogdon? P.J. Tucker, you know, those yeah, types. That's they what they still need. Play. They need a couple right. of them. Well, they need a really good defender. What they need to find is an elite-level defender that doesn't need the ball in their hands but can make an open shot. That's what they need. Ultimately. Bruce Bowen, the, the next Bruce, Bruce Bowen, Bowen, right? There's, that's it. That type. That is well, exactly the kid, 
the kid like <laughs> Matisse Thibel, who was on, you know, um, he'd be perfect. So somebody like that, a wing defender, a big wing defender, who again can just make an open shot because they're going to get him whenever they want. Like those three dudes, whoever whoever's playing with them, they're yeah. going to be open every time. Yeah. Okay, but what well, do you think of my theory though, Jeff? About that he looks at the two teams and he goes. And he has some inside information from Tatum, and he just thinks I have a better chance to win in Phoenix, not because of talent, but because of team chemistry. I just don't know if Brad made any offer. I just don't know if Brad was active <laughs> at, at all. And again, it had to be though, don't you think? Well, here's the, the, no, the no, not necessarily right, right. The dilemma Brad's in too is, <laughs> you know how this works. If you go to him, and again, the the, the interesting part of this is you would have had to flip a lot of other contracts if you got him and didn't have to trade Jalen Brown. Right. And again, I just don't see a scenario that Washington wanted Marcus smart, no. that they really wanted Robert Williams. Even they're, they're not taking Brogdon or Derek white. They don't want those guys with multiple years left on their contracts that are making good money right now that are older. They have no desire for that. So I just don't know how much it worked anyway. I feel like Brad probably called, and they got off the phone saying, like, yeah, this probably isn't going to work with what we have and, and, and what we need. And, and what they want. So, you right. know, so, yeah. So, um, I agree. And that's the other thing, uh, Gar. We do not know. There's still, it's still an open question. It's a subject of debate for us and every other people that are yapping on TV and radio right now uh, as to what moves, they, whether they should make a major move or whether they, they come back with the core group and, and, and hope yet again that they'll figure it out, you know? And, and that's a possibility. It is. There's no guarantee they're going to make a major move. None that I know of. There's no indication. No, um, there that's isn't. Just a, that's just a. That's an option, and and it's an option that I think most people favor. You know, most people who care about the team, whether they're media or fans, I think most people, not everybody, uh, but I think a plurality, uh, you know, favor it. But uh, but. We don't know what they're thinking yet in that regard, whether they th think that, you know, I because I, I maintain that their flaws are all correctable. They are. They're correct. They are. Flaws. I mean, it's correctable. not once again. It's not technicality. They can play the game. They just damn well better do it better. Than yes, when they're doing I, it. I would agree with that. I think, you know, if you told me right now that that Jalen Brown is, is, is going to learn how to, pass the ball at a higher rate to make people better consistently. That's I I Thank call you. me crazy, but I feel I feel like that's the correct most correctable flaw at this point. If he can do that, like you know, again, Marcus Smart's knocking all this so he's been better. He's gotten better, but he's never gonna but you've got enough other guys in Derek White and Brogdon. And like to me, the issue is Jalen Brown being more than just a scorer who can't really create for himself in the half court. Like he can, but he can't. Like at times he can, but not when he puts it on the floor. Like he can one dribble. One dribble pull up or an open three, he can, although he shot 33 34% from three. I feel like that's still the area that takes them from contender to title. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's – a you hate to put it all on him, but but it is the the number one. You know, if you're listing priorities, the things that need to get better and change, you got to start with him. There's no question. I mean, Tatum's consistency. Everybody will point to that, right? Everybody will point to that. 
and I get it. I get it. But I do think there's a little probably too much on him to have to do everything creation wise. Like, am I wrong there or no? Am, am I am I am I being unfair? You guys He's know not LeBron. I, I'm a I'm a card kit. Listen, I'm the president of the Tatum fan club. I get it. So I, I need you guys to push back on me sometimes when I may not be objective when it comes to Jason Tatum. But I feel like too much is on him at the end of games instead of nobody making it easier for him. Well, he's not LeBron James. I mean, we talked about that, right. you know, and there was and, and Jason Tatum had a ways to go when he came out of college. We knew that he was a he was a laid back guy. Would he have the killer instinct? Could he be that leader? And I think he's doing the best he can. But I think at the end of the day, you are what you are. You know, when you look at the greats, you look at Jordan, you look at LeBron, you know, they're killers. And even LeBron, sometimes we wondered if he was enough of a killer and he had to grow into that. Yes. But he's not LeBron. He's not Magic. He's not Larry. He's not, you know, he's not in that group. So, yes, he does need help. Yes, he does. He needs yeah. he needs a Robin to his Batman. And that's what we thought Brown was going to be. Yeah. But I'm just wondering if Brown needs a new environment. The guy seems to be a shell of himself. He's getting worse, not better. And See, I, don't dis I disagree with that. I'll push I, back on that. I don't yeah. think he's getting worse. I don't think he's getting worse. I just don't think he's getting better in the areas, especially in the playoffs, that they need him to get better at, which are putting the ball on the floor and making good decisions. Well, the worst That's the area. See, a problem, Gary, in this, when you, with him discussing right now, is that our last memory of him was so bad. That one so game. Bad. That game with eight turnovers, yeah, that's right. another that's going to be hung around his neck until until in the list they ever win a championship is the eight turnovers, and and yeah, that that that's why I say that's correctable. I'm sorry, and um, but that's the thing. We have a negative feeling about him. We have to be. This is what I when I was kiddingly saying, and seriously, not I wouldn't have kidding us that the team needed to shut everything down for two weeks and go to you know go on vacation and don't do anything rash. You know, it would have been very easy to do something rash in the aftermath of that memory of, of his terrible uh, game seven, but you know, it's, that's not Brad Stevens though. That, that is not Brad. That, it's not that's him. the one beauty of Brad in a way is he's not like the rest of us. Yeah. So he's not, he's not right, going to so, need jerk this thing. No. Right. So anyway, I, 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 I don't want to overkill. Uh, I don't want to be guilty of overkilling. I'm burying the guy. The guy averaged 25 points a game. The guy, right. the guy is, 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 you know, he's, he's, he's a very useful player. But he's not perfect, and nobody's perfect. But he's not perfect, and he's and I and and it frustrates us because we see you know things that we we are waiting to see improve. You know, now we got two years worth of uh, damn it, they got they went only they, they they climb up the mountain, but not all the way. And and he's the most obvious target, and so we got. I don't I don't want to get you know, you know overdo it. That's all. Okay. Uh, do we the, let's get to the draft? The Celtics pick thirty fifth. We don't. I mean, no. Jeff, we're not even looking at that, right? I mean, quick fans. So, what's last year's draft number once? <laughs> you know, what's that? Stop a million people on the street and ask them who the number one pick was last year, and find out how many know. Yeah. Well, and if and it flipped. I mean, the the crazy thing of this draft is obviously it's a draft of Victor Wembanyama. We know that, right? Um, but it's still like how many casual basketball fans, like Bob? Bob had trouble pronouncing Victor's last name before sure. we started this, like everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, like for Adrian Wojnarowski to go on there and say, like, this is the most hyped prospect we've ever had in draft history. 
It's like, no, no, like we had LeBron. We had LeBron. He's not even close because LeBron was here. Now I know social media is different, but it wasn't even close. I I, I covered LeBron. And and obviously, you know, I, I've been around for a long time in, in this whole Victor thing. Obviously, Victor, yes, he's hyped um because of you know seven four and he's super skilled. I mean, he is super skilled. He's gonna be fun to watch. The big key is obviously whether he stays healthy or not. And the other thing is he's going to be playing for a shitty San Antonio team, guys. Right. So LeBron quickly made Cleveland contenders with a bad team around him. Some some not very good players around him. Remember, he took him to the Eastern Conference Finals right. quickly. Victor's not taking San Antonio to the Western Conference Finals anytime soon, guys. Okay, you said 7'4". Seven, 7'4", four. Seven, four. how much does he weigh? He, yeah, like he, 200, right? yeah, he's like two. I think he's probably, you know, 220 or something. But right. but he's got he's got the ability, unlike Chet Holmgren, to put on some weight. Like he could be, if you look at pictures of Anthony Davis at the same time, they probably had a similar frame. I mean, this kid's a little bit skinnier than Anthony Davis was, but Anthony Davis was very, very, very thin, guys. And now he's put on weight. Jason Tatum was pretty thin. And look at him now. So like this kid's got the ability, and the one thing talking to people around him, and I talked to Devontae Jones, his point guard, uh, over there in France. Devontae played it at Michigan. Um, so I talked to him for a while. He said, this kid's training regimen, it's unbelievable. The the things he does for flexibility to prepare himself with a trainer because he understands his body. He knows his body could be one that, again, might not last in the NBA. He's doing – he comes in – Hours before, like, they rave about him. His work ethic, his leadership, his willingness and, and and want to win over just being the number one pick. Like, this kid's got the whole package. But again, to, to ask him to be – like, there are very few guys who live up to the hype like LeBron did. Like, I don't know if there's ever been one. Has there ever been one, Bob? Guys, yeah, there, I, I've written about this. I've, in fact, I did write about it a couple of months ago. Um, most great top of the mountain players in basketball that we've the, the one named stars that we know, most of them are actually better than their hype than they, than they were thought to be. Ultimately, most you know, very the exceptions are you know, for example, Larry and Magic. Even they've turned out to be even particularly Larry, definitely better than people thought. There were skeptics that you know, questioned him. Um, the the most hyped a player uh, who I think, you know, lived up to everything uh, uh, is Kareem. He, he was the, yeah. the, the greatest high school player and arguably and greatest college player of all time, both. And he, and look what, you know, he became Kareem six time champion, multiple, uh, however many champions and, and six time MVP and all that. And he's just, you know, top of the mountain, you know, he's Wilt. Wilt was another one. Wilt was very well known, but LeBron is right there. Is LeBron is a is an is an exception? No, so you definitely this kid has That's what a lot. I'm saying of, like to say this kid is like to live up to the high. I mean, it's going to be so so hard. And sure. and again, you know, you got to somehow find some guys around Victor. But but it's the draft of Victor, and then you got a bunch of guys after him, Gary, that really can't shoot the ball. Right, Scoot Henderson coming from the G League. He's a point guard in the Derrick Rose type. That's what type of player he is, if you, uh -huh. if you want to think that way. Then you got the Thompson twins, Asar and Amen. They are 6'7", 
freak athletes. One's kind of a, a, a they made him into a point guard. The other's a wing. They can't shoot. Uh, Anthony Black, freshman uh, at Arkansas last year, long, uh, thin point guard, can't shoot. Uh, Cam Whitmore, a wing, Villanova freshman, okay shooter, not a very good shooter. So your next like six guys <laughs> in, in an era in which you need to be able to shoot yeah. can't really shoot right now. So that worries me a little bit. Then you got two shooters behind them, Grady Dick, Kansas freshman, 40% from three, an elite shooter. Like the, the floor on him will be Kyle Korver. He'll be better than that. He may not be the 45% shooter Kyle Korver was from three, but I think he can be a 40% three-point shooter. And then you got Jordan Hawkins from UConn who shoots the absolute shit out of the ball as well. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's, it's still a, it's going to be a night. Most people are going to go, who, you know? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them because of the G league. When there's a scoot. Yeah. Scoot and the Thompsons and Victor four guys, people, the average fan has never really heard their name. Right. Before recently. So it's taken for me. It's, it's, you know, I, I used to really look forward to it and enjoy it, but, you know, I, I can't get into it, obviously, the way I Well, know. everyone is so young. Yeah, that's you it. You know, that's the thing. That's that's a, another element. You mentioned Kareem. He had four years of college, and he was 22. And LeBron did not. <laughs> I mean, LeBron was right, boom. He He's over had 18, over, 19 years old, right? I mean, coming over on half the his life is Over half his life on this earth has been spent in the NBA. Yeah, and that's just I think that that is just well it's it's an, it's a, a tribute to LeBron. But oh, no. I, I think it's so it's, it's very hard. I mean, God, I have a son who's 18, you know. Oh, another mean, example, Jeff, just in exhibit A of talk about better than the hype. was Michael. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, Michael, Michael yeah. Right. was not known outside the state of North Carolina as right. going to college. Yes, period. And and you know, and was the third pick in the draft. And when right. and Really, the the first time more people than ACC folks got a whiff of how what he might theoretically become was the '84 Olympics, and Bob Knight sang his praises at that time. Yeah. But he was, you know, let's face it, as much as 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 good as Elijah One was, and we know, and he's my all time number four center. You know, you you know, Michael Jordan's a higher being <laughs> at that right. point, and, right. and you know, and poor Sam Bowie who got hurt, and you know, that's another right. story. But, but anyway. the youth, the but Michael youth. was well, Michael's exhibit A. Michael sure. exhibited all Here, here's right. the other all. thing that this draft is interesting on, guys, is there were a bunch of guys that were really hyped coming into college. Okay, that were the highest rated guys. Nick Smith from Arkansas was one. Keontae George at Baylor. Derek Lively was another one, uh, who went to Duke. And uh, I'm trying to think there's one more that I'm I'm forgetting about right now. Monty Bates. Well, Monty's, yeah, Monty's going to be a second rounder. Yeah, um, I mean, he was his cover boy in Sports Illustrated. Yeah, two years ago when coming into Memphis. So those three, Nick Smith, Keontae George, Derek Lively, again, I might be forgetting one here. Uh, all three of those guys might go outside the top ten. You know, and, and talented, just didn't have the type of years. Um, Nick Smith was hurt a lot at Arkansas. I really like him. Like, I saw him a couple of years ago in AAU. He just was hurt most of his his season at Arkansas. Lively never showed that he could shoot the three or do anything besides block shots. I saw him shoot the three a couple of years ago in the AU circuit. And then Keontae George, who didn't guard anybody at Baylor, 
but kind of is a good scorer who's just not a great athlete. So like a lot of these guys have kind of fallen down a little bit and it's almost like you can buy low hmm. with, with, with some of these guys. Now they're not getting a 35 for the Celtics, but one name that, that is going to be on the board when the Celtics draft Bob just mentioned is Amani Bates at 35, the former SI cover boy of 15 went to Memphis for a year, then transferred to Eastern Michigan uh, gotten a little bit of trouble, can really, really score the ball, but can't guard anybody. Can't guard Bob. I mean, Bob could legitimately score on, on Imani Bates right now. Yeah. Um, you know, in the old days, in recent years, the big question was who will be the first four-year player? And, and that's been supplanted now. Who will be the first seven-footer? Yeah, yeah. And that, the world is so different. It'll oh, be Derek Lively because he can run and jump. That's why. Not because he can shoot threes, but because he can he can run and jump. It'll be it'll be Derek Lively. I'll give you. Can I give you a couple names for for the yeah. Celtics' thirty fifth yeah. pick that I like? So, you guys know this guy too, and and it's a little homerism for me because my daughter goes to Indiana. But Trace Jackson Davis at Indiana, oh yeah, like him, who is a athletic, live big man who blocks shots. The big knock on him was he didn't play hard before this past year. He was the second best player in college basketball this year. He'll probably go early in the second round. And with Hortford getting older and Big Rob being unavailable a lot, Trace can play some small ball five. And, man, he can run. He can jump. He can put in the floor and get by dudes. You know, he's not your typical five man. He's probably more four than five. But these days in the NBA, he's super athletic. Right. This, the NBA now is so different. Um, you see lineups out there where nobody over six seven, six eight, uh, both right. ways at times. You know, which was unheard of thirty years ago, twenty years ago, fifteen, even ten years ago. And that's the way. So right. So you know, it's it, it's a different. It's a, it is a different game. Yeah, and you have to make concessions for that. Yep. Jeff, so that's like one. To... I would say okay. this: you have like Trace isn't much of a shooter, but at the five man spot, who cares? Right, <laughs> you're fine there. But Anybody else you're drafting now, again, I implore, I am please, Brad Stevens, anybody else you draft that's not a five-man, make sure they can shoot the ball from three. Like, really shoot it. Right. Like, not kind of shoot it. Make sure they can really shoot the ball from three because otherwise, they're just not going to fit in your system. Like, there's other guys I like. Love Andre Jackson. UConn won a national title, could guard anybody. Can't shoot. Can't shoot. Like, no – we don't need more average shooters on the Celtics. We need guys that can really, really shoot the hell out of the ball. Now, you know, I don't know who that is necessarily at 35. Um, but but again, that you know, Julian Strother is a guy from Gonzaga, 6'9, 6'8, who can really shoot it. You know, he'd be a, a role guy. Or you just go with with talent and just say, you know what? Julian Phillips is a kid that I really love. A wing, a multi-dimensional wing. Didn't do much at Tennessee as a freshman. Not like can shoot it, can shoot. He's just going to be a G League guy for probably a year and not give you anything. But he can learn also G League play, learn from Tatum um, as a wing score a little bit, and maybe you can flip him or develop him. Okay. Hey, before we uh, wrap, uh, I we have someone here that has the. Authority to speak. Your reaction and and thoughts on the Bob Huggins situation, Jeff. 
Yeah, this is this is hard for me, Bob. This is really I hard because yeah. I like Bob Huggins a lot. I really like Bob Huggins Jeff, let's a lot. Fill in the background. I've been so Bob Huggins got fired. Uh, West Virginia, sixty-nine years old, got fired. Um, well, he technically resigned to save being fired. Forced to resign. How's yeah, that? Forced, forced to resign. Right. The the official termination was resignation. He was basically forced. Yeah, to we resign. know he was fired. You know, he 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 got pulled over for DUI. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, and he blew like a point two. I mean, it was a, it was a ridiculous number. Uh, Bob's had issues with with alcohol throughout his career and life. Uh, he also had an issue six weeks ago making a homophobic slur on a radio show in Cincinnati. So they gave him another chance. Well, obviously, six weeks later to do this, right. he was gone, and and he should have been. Listen, I'm not I'm not defending Bob Huggins in any way for his actions. You can't do this, not just for yourself, but obviously you're putting other people's lives. At, now, you at have risk a right to feel let down. That's not, you know, let down. Yes. And you, you, the guy, you know, the guy let his people, a lot of people let him let down. He let crazy. players, he let coaches who, who, by the way, their contracts are going to expire in two weeks. Oh. So he let a lot of people down. All right. So having said that, and what a, Bonehead, stupid decision this was by Bob Huggins. I will say this. He's getting crucified. Um, I'll speak to the positive of Bob Huggins. That everybody you talk to who Bob Huggins has ever coached as a player or as an assistant coach will have nothing but good things to say about Bob Huggins. That he is selfless. He is all about his players and coaches and helping them and holding them accountable. Now, did he hold himself accountable? No, he didn't in this situation. But holding his players accountable in an era in which most coaches don't give a shit, he, he actually is trying to – and he gives a lot of guys second chances. Back to his days of Cincinnati. A sure. lot of – so, again, I wrestle with this, but I, I hope Bob Huggins' legacy, which is very, very complicated, very mm -hmm. complicated – is it this at the end of the day? Because he's still a hell of a coach uh, who, again, did it his way. There was no bullshit with Bob Huggins. He <laughs> no. knew where you stood with him. Yeah. Well, I will say to anyone listening that uh, uh, I'm, in, you know, I, I'm very much taken by what uh, Jeff has said. I have, I've only been in his, in his presence a couple of times, and I enjoyed his company uh, in a social circumstance. Yeah. And that I would recommend uh, a, a, a column – by written by John Feinstein that is available to you from the Washington Post. Uh, go check it out. Um, echoing many of the things that Jeff has said yeah. about the, the the guy. Complicated. complicated. We're all flawed human beings. We're all complicated. Yeah. This this is a he's lighting a torch to a, a legacy and a career. I mean, he's he's he's, he's absolutely. It's it's so sad. That's what it, um, it is. It's sad. You know that he, he has this. It's obviously a serious problem if he because what it's it's a scary. Um, story with you know well was, in this day and age with um, those, we're lucky we're lucky nobody got killed it's one of those well, yeah i mean in this day and age with uber and alternative transportation i know um the, the dui yeah, thing yeah, is yeah. you gotta so but yeah you but gotta shake your head at that but, and the but, slur but this guy this is one of the what fill in the blank 10 greatest coaches you know the most noted coaches of our time maybe one of the five most noted coaches of our time you know? I, help me did he win a national title at cincinnati no no, no. but he, he if kenya martin didn't get hurt he would have 
Kenyon Martin. If, if Kenyon Martin doesn't get hurt, they're a prohibitive favorite at 1990. Kenyon Martin. That was it. Yeah. He's the, they're a prohibitive favorite that year if Kenyon yeah. Martin doesn't get hurt. He went to two it, Final Fours. The two last Final one, Fours. The, the, the memory that a lot of people need to Google if they haven't, if they, if they forget, is when Deshaun Butler in the Final Four blew out his knee. And Bob Huggins got right down yeah, uh, yeah, next on the floor yeah. and right, sold right. him and was emotional. And I was told, listen, you know, I talked to somebody who was in the room when Huggins delivered the news that he was going to retire to the players the other day. And they said, Huggs broke down. He broke down. I mean, like he, and not, not so much for him, more for, again, letting down, like Bob said, letting down all those players of which a few of them came to play for him Big-time transfers. They have big-time NIL that was raised by Huggins. The big question in West Virginia now is also, like, who's next? Who do they hire? Because Huggins was West Virginia. He was. He went to school there. He was. He fit perfectly. Um, And, and again, it's the only game in town. So he, he was so connected to the money people there that they were giving crazy NIL to Jesse Edwards from Syracuse and a kid named Kirk Risa, a point guard from Arizona. And now if they don't hire a Huggins guy, mainly Andy Kennedy, uh, huh. do all these kids leave or hire from within, uh, which I don't think is going to happen. Well, anyway, it's, it's a sad story. Uh, we will wrap up on this note uh, that uh, a, 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 a man that Bob Ryan is very familiar with uh, throughout his career. When What did you think when Jeff told you that Larry Brown at 82 years old is going to be an assistant at the University of Washington? I'm not shocked because anything that involves Larry Brown is, you know, in this realm is not shocking to those of us who have any knowledge about him. Uh, I, I, it, it's, he just can't stay in, you know, he can't stay in the house. He just got to get out of the house. He can't help himself. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, you know, it's where he is. You know what? It's kind of charming, obviously. He's 82. and He, he loves know, it. And, and I say, you know, I kiddingly have said for years, and I'm, I'm not, I don't think this was an original thought, but it's so longstanding that I can't remember where I heard it or whether I, I'd like to think I invented, I came up with it. But Larry Brown and would be happy if they never had to play a game. He, he wants to, he wants to teach, quote unquote. He always tell the world, I'm a teacher. Uh, oh, now they got to play the stupid game. That's no fun. I want to go back in the gym. And, and a closed door. And that's Larry Brown. I've, I've been acquainted for, uh, it goes back when he was um, uh, coaching the Carolina Cougars. Right, ABA. And, and, and this, the head of the team, uh, Carl Shear, uh, loved the Celtics and, and worshipped Red and wanted, the, and so he made sure that they scheduled the Celtics in the ABX, NBA exhibition games. So I, I, I covered him. I saw him. I met him. So that's how far back I go in the, the circa 1973. Since Carolina Cougars. Ready? Ready, Bob? Yeah, oh, go, ahead. I will, go ahead. I want to hear the list. Uh, right. Ready? <laughs> Denver Nuggets, UCLA, New Jersey Nets, Kansas, San Antonio Spurs, Los Angeles Clippers, Indiana Pacers, 76ers, Detroit Pistons, New York Knicks, Charlotte Bobcats, SMU, uh, a team overseas, Memphis assistant, and now likely – the Washington Huskies. How about that? That's a lot but of jobs. Let me ask you, know, you this. In, in all fairness, there were, one of those is the Nuggets are the Cougars. So oh, it was, right, 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 right. One right, fewer. Right. There's my one bad. fewer. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, so but but when I think of Larry Brown, is there anyone who was more successful in college and pro because he won a national title at Kansas? Only right? ran. 
He's what? the only person, right. right? He's the only one. Yeah, he's the only, only one. person that's won an NCAA championship and an NBA championship. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Also, the only one who's gotten, you know, I think three different schools on probation. In college. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's always a method to the madness. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Always a pleasure. Uh, Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway along for the ride podcast brought to you by our good friends at FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. All right, gents, we'll talk next week and we will be breaking down Jeff's trip or his uh, covering of the NBA draft. See you, gents.